Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I've been the best in the game for, for years now. Con con consistently showing greatness week in and week out. So, uh... It's, it's another work day at the office for me on Sunday. I know they have talented receiver group, but I know I'm going to be ready. I don't really think about what anybody says about what I should do or, or how I should play. I've consistently been great over the years, so I, I've shown that I'm, I will show up um, when I need to show up, and uh, that's what I plan to do again on Sunday. That is Jalen Ramsey. Getting ready for the Super Bowl Rams and Bengals. I guess he's kind of lobbying a little bit to face up against uh, Jamar Chase. Yep, I like it. Jalen Ramsey. Not the best career move, though, right? What's that? He gets torched by Jamar Chase in the Super Bowl? <sighs> yeah, but it's also a good career move if Jamar Chase has, you know, three receptions for 30 yards. You know, it's, it's a boomer bust for sure. I like this. Twitter right Twitter wasn't nice to Jalen Ramsey when Mike Evans burned him. Right. <laughs> hey, Jamar Chase going to get his catches, though. Yeah, for sure. Okay, what's more likely? Jamar Chase and Jalen go at it most of the game. I mean, maybe not every route, but most of the game. Uh, Jamar Chase goes know, four catches, 65 yards. Where he goes, eight catches, 115 yards, and a touchdown. Which I mean, one are you taking? In the game, I'm taking the latter because I don't think Jalen Ramsey's going to be covering Jamar Chase the whole. Like, I, it might be half. Okay, but you have to. But in my well, scenario, if, if he does get him, if he gets to follow him, then I would probably advantage Ramsey over Jamar Chase. Think so? But, like, I don't, that's not gonna, I don't think Ramsey's going to shadow him, though. Like, I, I don't think. The defensive coordinator, the Rams, is going to go, oh, that's cool. You you, you want to shape the narrative, Jalen Ramsey, and you want Jamar Chase one-on-one, one, even though we haven't done that the entire season with guys like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but you want this in the Super Bowl? Yeah, sure, let's go ahead and cater to your needs. So yeah. I, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I hear you. I'm just asking if yeah. if they do square up, you think Jalen would get the better of them I mean, as we, a young receiver. Are we talking about fighting or are we talking about just in, <laughs> in, well, square up, Brent? I'm thinking the numbers. Okay, the numbers. I think advantage hey, both Ramsey. Days, because, listen, he, the bottom line is DeAndre Hopkins. Casey? Jamar Chase. The, you think Jamar Chase burns him one? Yeah. The, the bottom line is DeAndre Hopkins and, and Jalen had a lot of good battles. And DeAndre Hopkins, you could make the case that in those battles was the best receiver in the game. Yeah. And there were times when, Jim, when uh, DeAndre Hopkins would still go for, like, eight catches, 100 yards in the game. But it would be a really good battle. Like, he could have had, like, 200 yards, mm -hmm. you know. But you can only do so much to slow him down. And so, especially if they're going to keep targeting, targeting, targeting. But I think that's an interesting deal. Like, again, I understand what you're saying. It's probably not likely. But if it were, who would win the day? And I, I would put my money on Jalen because I think Jamar's still a young player. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's probably some veterans savvy to Jalen. I mean, it does make me nervous, though, for Jalen because Jamar Chase is the deep threat, you know, and he's got speed. And... I think if Jalen is vulnerable, and really he's not vulnerable anywhere because he's, you know, arguably the best cornerback in the league. But I think when he does get in trouble, um, he takes too many risks and has his head kind of towards the quarterback too much and kind of underestimates guys' speed sometimes, a la Mike Evans. Like, I don't think Mike Evans is really a burner, but he looked like a burner when he burned Ramsey um, in, the, in the championship game. So 
I still lean towards Ramsey, but I wouldn't be surprised if Chase goes off like an 80-yard touchdown. It just takes one to really skew the numbers, too. I mean, that that could be a back-breaking play, and, and obviously, like, the, the Evans play there. Uh, and Jalen can be beat because he can get a little impatient Yeah. Um, and, and get some try to jump a route and make a play. Do you think Tom Brady comes back to play just so uh, Jalen Ramsey is his last touchdown pass ever? <laughs> no, I think... You don't, you, you don't think Tom Brady, the competitor that Tom Brady is, doesn't want to have that on his conscience saying that Jalen Ramsey has Tom Brady's last touchdown pass? I mean, I think it's better to end like that. Was Jalen Ramsey intercepting you? No, no, no. He, that wasn't the last. The last pass was an interception. No. Tom Brady's last, last touchdown pass was to Jalen Ramsey. He gave up a pick six to Jalen Ramsey. Did he not? No. no. His last touchdown was to Mike Evans. Was to Mike he Evans. He him. beat him. Jalen Ramsey had a pick six against Tom Brady. Did he not have a pick six? Am I crazy? That that, 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 that didn't happen? I don't think so. I don't think so. Really? Wasn't the last thing that happened. I'm saying the last touchdown pass that Tom Brady threw was a pick six to Jalen Ramsey. I don't think so because Jalen tweeted it Rams like, "Oh, Bucks. he got me." Yeah, it's the other. I think it's the other way around, man. Let me just double check. Oh, maybe I was not in the airport during that game. Um, I was watching it. I thought stats, uh, interceptions thrown one. Come on, Brent. Where can you get? This? Oh, maybe he missed it. I can't remember. Maybe I'm just I'm talking. Oh, out he of my... did miss it. The only interception Remember in the game was Nick that Scott. Yeah, that's right. That's what it was. That's what Ramsey was talking about. Okay. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, it was the Evans Ramsey, beating him, so it's almost better. Yeah, right? that's what Ramsey... And then Ramsey acknowledged it. He had some fun with it. He's like, ah, I guess I'll be part of the... That's what it was. Okay, yeah. I thought he was referring to the pick six, but he dropped... Okay, got yeah. it. We're good. Um, I mean, you're usually not wrong, so you had me really befuddled there for Well, a I second. was wondering what Ramsey was talking about when he said my last pass was from, you know, for Tom Brady. Yeah, but that was it. That makes sense. That was then. it. Yeah. Okay. Um... What seriously? What does this game do for this? Could do a, for a, this could be the case for a variety of players. Let's say Jalen Ramsey, Matthew Stafford, guys like that. Uh, and Ramsey's not toward the end of his career, so he's still got time. But Matthew Stafford, you can make the case been playing for twelve years. I mean, how many more chances are you going to get to play in a Super Bowl? Right? Yeah. I mean, who knows? Um, what is the difference here between playing well and not playing well? Like, is it for Matthew Stafford? Is it the Hall of Fame? Like, is this a Hall of Fame clinching kind of game it, for Jalen Ramsey? Is Can you be the best to ever do it? Can you challenge Dion? Can you be the best in the game at your position if you don't have a good game in the Super Bowl? Mm. Or will that tarnish it a little bit, even though we know he's very good? The accolades are already there. Yeah. Uh, Long said he's going to go to Canton, Ohio. I think that's a given. But, you know, can you – like, the, the these games – like Michael Jordan's Michael Jordan because of what he did in the post in, in the finals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Michael Jordan was still electric, he was still unbelievable, but he is by far and away the best player of all time because of that. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time because of what he did in Super Bowls. And so if you want to you gotta put some of this stuff on your resume if you want to be considered in this upper echelon from a Hall of Fame standpoint, from from maybe the best corner or in that conversation standpoint. Like, these are big games for guys like that, don't you think? Definitely a big game. I think it depends on the position. You know, like, Daryl Revis, when he was in his prime, didn't lead the Jets to a Super Bowl. True. But, like, at that time, you know, arguably, like, statistically, there was nobody better than Darrell Revis. Like, maybe in the, even in the history in terms of Revis Island. Like, he was up there in the upper echelon. Um, and he didn't have a Super Bowl to back it up. 
I think when we talk about Matthew Stafford in the quarterback position, you know, it's always the Dan Marino argument. Yes, one of the, the best quarterbacks of all time um, in terms of numbers, but the one caveat with Dan Marino is he didn't win a Super Bowl. So I think from the quarterback position, it's, it's so important because it's the most important position in all of sports. Um, and it's probably the, the biggest, tro- you know, in terms of the, the prestige and the pomp and circumstance, the biggest trophy in all professional sports. So I think it falls more on Stafford than it does with Ramsey. Yeah, that's, uh, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. What I don't know, like if I put it, I just put it out there. I said, who has the most to gain, most to lose in this game? And now you got, you got every player on each team to pick from. And I think you can go a lot of different directions. I don't think there's one right answer because like I would say Stafford was, is near the top of the list to, to your point. Mm-hmm. I think from a hall of fame credential standpoint, from the, the guy that was in Detroit and couldn't win and did all put all these numbers up, but he was just ah, kind of an afterthought. Oh yeah. Matthew Stafford, the guy with the great arm and throws for 5,000 yards every season, right? Mm-hmm. To now being Super Bowl champion, probably if he wins at MVP, maybe, Matthew Stafford, right? You change the whole way you look at Matthew Stafford if he wins it all. Uh, and maybe you already do because he's gotten here, but, but not to the degree if he were to win it. I look at a guy like Joe Burrow, and Burrow could start to build and chase guys like Mahomes, guys like Russell Wilson, guys, I don't want to say Brady because that's so far out of reach, but guys that now win multiple Super Bowls and go to multiple Super Bowls, and could you be on that trajectory? Remember, Tom Brady got it all started. Uh, if you guys saw the uh, Tuck documentary, the Tuck Rule documentary, I mean, there's a really good chance if 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 they fumble that away and they don't go to the Super Bowl, like Tom Brady, Drew Bledsoe would have been the quarterback the next year. Yeah. Like, everything changed because of it. Joe Burrow, if he wins or loses, how we see Joe Burrow in some 15 years down the road could change depending on how this game goes. Yeah, definitely. You know, but I also feel like, I mean, he's in his second year in the National Football League. Yeah. You know, like you you feel like the best is yet to come for Joe Burrow. But, you know, we've seen it before. You brought up Dan Marino. No, no. It's his second year. No, for sure. But I'm saying while, you know, you go to a Super Bowl and you may never win one, I mean, who's to say the Bengals go back anytime soon? You know, I mean, sometimes it just works out like that. I just think a lot more of it has to fall on Stafford. And, and we actually, we had this debate, Casey. Brent, you might have been gone for this, where who's the the game more important to, like the Super Bowl? Is it more important to Stafford and his legacy um, in terms of all those years in Detroit and now finally winning one in Los Angeles? Or is it more important for Burrow in terms of putting him in, in an echelon that a lot of quarterbacks couldn't be in um, in their second year? And I think it's up for debate, but at the end of the day, I think we always come back to Stafford and saying, for as much as he's put in, and we always talk about the arm talent and the numbers, um, he's never won the big one. And, and he's hardly ever won uh, like a giant playoff run. So this is a lot bigger to Stafford because, once again, it's never guaranteed in the stars. But I got the feeling with the talent of Joe Burrow, the way the salary cap's working out for Cincinnati, like I think they're going to be back or at least close to it um, in the following years. Yeah, and I'll give you one more here to throw in the mix. A guy like Aaron Donald. I said this in the last couple of weeks. If you start looking at what he has compiled, when do you start putting him in the Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White kind of discussion and category? Mm-hmm. Well, if you can win a Super Bowl, that certainly adds to it, doesn't it? And, and he could have a dominating game. Like Aaron Donald, as good as he can be, 
he has a chance against this offensive line on paper at least to have a dominating game in uh, Super Bowl 56. Yeah. So, like, you want to talk about a guy that can even add even more. I mean, we might be talking about, like, he's the only guy where we're not putting Ramsey yet in the Deion Sanders Mm-hmm. Right, or even Charles Woodson, or guys like like he's got so much more to go because he's still at a younger part of his his career, and now his path could take him there. Um, but Aaron Donald now he wins a Super Bowl and he has does it with a hat trick of sacks. I think we're starting to ask the question on Monday, like all the national shows, like okay, where is he? And the all landscape time. of all-time great players. Like, where where does he measure up with Lawrence Taylor? Where does he measure up with Reggie White? Like, I think those conversations, where does he measure up with Deion Sanders from a defensive player standpoint? For sure. I think those kind of number. I think those kind of conversations start taking place. See, it's, and I agree with you. I mean, like, there's nobody more dominant, I, I feel like, right now in terms of the position than Aaron Donald. Um, don't get me wrong. But I think an unfair assessment of Aaron Donald going forward is going to be the, the the sack total of when you want to talk about, you know, one of the best defensive linemen of all time. I'm not even sure where Aaron Donald ranks in terms of, you know, career sacks. I mean, he's still young in his career, so he has some ways to go, but I'll tell you right now, I don't see him in the top 35, right? I mean, J.J. Watts, 33 with 102. I mean, Bruce Smith has 200 sacks, okay? Uh, you know, guys like Lawrence, or, yeah, Lawrence Taylor should be up there as well. Reggie White's got 198 sacks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it all depends of how how much does that number dictate how great of a defensive lineman you were. Now, I'll sit here and say it's a lot more than quarterback sacks. You know, it's the ability to take on double teams. It's the ability to get in the backfield and stop the run. It, it, it's a totality of being a defensive lineman. But we're always infatuated with quarterbacks when it comes to touchdowns and passing yards. Well, I think people are infatuated with defensive linemen, how many quarterback sacks you have. And I'm not sure what Aaron Donald actually has as a career total right now, but I don't think he's anywhere close to guys like Julius Peppers, guys like, you know, even Jared Allen's got 136, uh, Charles Suggs 139, Jason Taylor 139. And obviously I mentioned Reggie White at 198. Yeah, that's a good call. I mean, he's never going to have that. By the way, I got well, Aaron, yeah, Aaron, 98. Aaron Donald's got 98. So yeah, 98. He's, he's halfway there. Oh, not, I mean, a little less than halfway there if you want to get like Reggie has, White. He has now played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is his eighth season. Hmm. Um, just uh, for, go ahead, Casey, if you want to jump in there. I'm going to look up Reggie White. I forget how long he played. Well, just going back to your point, like who, who does it mean more for, whatever, who's it important to, you have to put Von Miller in the conversation. True. He's won once. He has, a, I think it's 115 career sacks, so he's had a great career. That's a good point. Von Miller's almost top 20 in career sacks. And then winning the second Super Bowl would almost guarantee him going to the Hall of Fame. By the way, Reggie White, who, like you said, has almost 200 career sacks. That's 198. at 15 years. Okay. This is year eight, did I just say? I think I just said. Yes. Yeah. Um, of, of Aaron Donald. So seven more years. Uh, now I'm crunching numbers for Aaron Donald. If you got 98 sacks in eight years, that's 12 a little over 12 a year, 198 sacks uh, divided by 15 years for Reggie. He had 13. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he'd be just a little shy yeah. of the pace of getting, like, so he eventually, and by the way, he's doing it from an interior position. Not for sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean that would, I, I don't, by the way, I'm not predicting that. I'm not even having that conversation right now. I think, though, you start, the accolades on Aaron Donald are ridiculous. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. And, and he is almost... At least for this era, mm-hmm. he is, like, undeniably the best player. Even when Watt was doing his thing and T.J. Watt's getting 20 sacks, it's like, it doesn't matter. 
Yeah. This guy's getting double teamed and triple teamed and everybody's game planning around him and everything starts with him. Like he's no, the best sure. defensive player for like the last five years in football. Yeah. No, and like I said, like I'm not going to compare everything um, in terms of how good a player is to total sacks because like you, like you said, he played three technique and sometimes knows Aaron Donald does and Reggie was more on the outside. You know, I can just sit here and make an argument saying, well, I think back in Reggie's day, they probably ran a little more they did, yeah. than, than they that's do now. Point. And that's I can a, make an argument and say there's an extra game now. Too. So there's like, you can go back and forth yeah. um, in terms of that. But no, you can't deny that Aaron Donald, definitely one of the best to do it. That'll be great. Like, see, a lot of people believe Lawrence Taylor's the best of all time because Correct. what they saw what, when, when they saw Lawrence Taylor was like, holy bull leap like what i've never seen anything like that unstoppable right yeah well i think it helps donald a little bit that he doesn't look like your typical defensive lineman especially in the interior sure you know yeah and nobody really it's not like he came out this ballyhooed guy as a number one overall pick or number two overall pick mm-hmm. i mean he has done this just consistently year after year um, and I do wonder at some point, do we get to the conversation? It might be like the closest conversation we end up having in some of these sports debates, uh, depending on how Aaron Donald's rest of his career goes. If he plays for 15 years, we seriously might debate over the, the Bruce Smiths, the Reggie Whites, the Lawrence Taylors, the Deion Sanders, and Aaron Donald's name uh, could certainly be in the mix. Well, and keep in mind, I mean, Reggie White was obviously a legend in his own right, but he made a name for himself and cemented his legacy by having three sacks against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Mm. You know, I mean, um, that that was like his, you know, that was like his stamp on his career. So who's to say Aaron Donald can't do that in this game as well? And by the, how, just to punch home, how good is this football era? I say this about a bunch of sports. Like, we didn't talk about this with Tom Brady retiring, but I, I always say this. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're getting to see from, depending on how you feel about, like a guy like Barry Bonds, right, to uh, then we got to see Tiger Woods, and we get to see Tom Brady, and we're seeing LeBron James on the heels of Michael Jordan. Like, in the last 30 years, we have seen just greatness left and right. And I'm not even talking about the Serena Williams of the world and the Roger Federer's of the world and then the Dow's of the world and the joke of it. I mean, it's unbelievable, really, right? I mean, what a well, we are spoiled silly in the sports world to see what we see uh, in this generation above maybe any. And it's really eye-popping if you look at football to say in the last 20 years, potentially, and let's let's extend Donald's career so we'll extend it over to a 25-year period. So in a 25-year period, these guys all played together. We could have the greatest of all time and definitely the greatest offense or quarterback. That's Brady. I think you could make the case the greatest kicker in Benetieri. And you could put Aaron Donald in, a, in, in the greatest defensive player argument. Yeah. Yeah. In a, in a 20, 25 year stretch. Yeah. That's sick. You, you know what's wild? Like, even like if you want to compare like this last season, like you want to say, who's the best three technique? Well, obviously Aaron Donald. Who's the best outside linebacker? Well, obviously TJ Watt. Even in the past couple of years, who's the best offensive tackle? In the last how long? I mean, however. Like, I mean, I, what we consider and say Aaron Donald for the past three or four years has been probably the best defensive tackle. I can sit here and say in the past couple of years, TJ Watt has probably been the best. Outside guy. I can sit here and say, you know, Patrick Mahomes um, has probably been the best quarterback in the past couple of years. Yeah. Who's been the best offensive tackle? Whitworth? Yeah. Is that where you're going? No, no, no. no I have no, no idea. Yeah, no, uh, like, no, I'm not saying what I have. It's not eye popping. I mean, it's like you used to have, by the way, you used to have Anthony Munoz and Tony Baselli's of the world, yeah. like in those conversations, right? And others. But really the guy, I think, for like, I think it changes. I think like this past year, a lot of people would say Trent Williams. 
I, I don't think they did that all the time, though. I think, like, two years ago, to be honest, you know who was in that conversation as best left tackle? It was Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. Like, I think he had, like, the best year, or some people thought he was the best year. Glenn brings up Orlando Pace, you know, Orlando Pace when he played, right? Walter Jones when he played. Yeah. yeah but to, to Austin's point, we don't have that guy at the one of the most premier positions. We have some good left tackles. Yeah. But I'm not sure anybody's, like, booking these guys for the Hall of Fame. No, not at anytime all. Anytime soon. So that is pretty interesting. In fairness, when I play Madden, I'm always drafting Trent Williams, even multiple years ago. Really? Trent Williams? Yeah. That was like the, like when I would go to the, I was like, all right, is it, did he get picked yet type thing. Yeah. I, I mean, would you say like the, the last dominant tackle year in and year out, you can honestly say he was the best with Joe Thomas? Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. I'd say that's a good call. I, I would, not an offensive line guru. No, I mean, but, hey, you know how I feel um, about him. <laughs> you know how I feel about you know him. I feel about yeah. him. Yeah, I'd say Joe Thomas, I think, was... I think peop, you would say, hey, he's the best one, and I don't think anybody would say, no, you're wrong. Yeah. Might be able to debate a guy each year here or there, but I, I think that's probably true. Cool, I like that, because he's from Wisconsin, number one, and I had a beer with him, and we, we did the robot on top of the bar yeah. uh, during Super Bowl week in Indianapolis one year. Ah, so. How about that? Yeah. And the best story about Joe Thomas is he was fishing the day he fishing got the Wisconsin way, bro. <laughs> the Wisconsin, the Wisconsin way. <laughs> no, he was nice fishing. He was fishing yeah. in late April. For sure. <laughs> to your point, now I'm thinking about this, like, is there a sport that you can pick out that you haven't seen one of the greatest players of all time in this window we're talking about? I'm watching soccer in here. Messi and Ronaldo both play right now. Yeah. You did soccer. Tom Brady. LeBron. I, yeah, you Mike really Trout. Here comes the Babe Ruth stuff again, though. No, Trout. No, Trout's no, a good... Mike Trout. Trout's, no, I'm saying but people yeah. want to say Babe Ruth's the best of all time, you know. Well, yeah, but I think what Casey's saying is even if it's not the best, it's like in the conversation. Like Got LeBron, you. most people aren't going to say are the, is the but best, top, he's in the conversation. Top three. Like yeah. What I would say is interesting in your age group at 25 is you didn't see Wayne Gretzky play, but we yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, you did, right? You know, of course. Yeah. Yes, and so, yes. but Sidney Crosby, like, very good. Yep. You might oh. be seeing Connor McDavid who could Ovechkin. become that guy. Ovechkin's Ovechkin. in that category. So... But I think what it, I tennis mean, wise, golf wise, we know those check yeah, the box. Tiger, yeah, uh, I think Gretzky's on. Like, I get Ovechkin and McDavid. We'll see, but Gretzky's on a different level. Like, yeah. like in his prime, different level. Yeah. But, so I guess I would, to the point, the only sport that you can maybe make the argument is hockey. Any other sport, if you're like my age, a little older, a little younger, you've seen greatness like with your own eyes. Yeah. Did you see Tony Hawk? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like extreme Sean sports. White. Sean, Sean White. White. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of anything. Yeah. Like those I would are, say the only one you really are missing is probably Bolt. boxing. Oh, good call. That, yeah, boxing that's is a good, good call. call. That's a good call. But boxing I think, is a great call. And by the way, we might all be missing boxing. Well, I mean, we brought the, we, we see, see the biggest for debate. Like Tyson. Well, Floyd, I mean, and I get his style. Yeah, but nobody's but, ever going to put. I but know. I think boxing now has become second tier to UFC. So I think you could make the argument that like my age, people are more interested in UFC. So like when you think about fighting sports yeah. like I would go like and you've seen John Jones yeah John Jones, Connor, Connor it's definitely muddied it up and by the way boxing has hurt itself so much in the last 25 30 years that it's hard for anybody to pick out a guy and say that's the guy yeah right I mean Tyson is the biggest draw but I don't think everybody will say he's the best fighter of all time for sure right for sure um so by the way Mike Tyson as you'll see as we go to break if you're watching on Facebook YouTube Twitter Twitch I was over at Palm Beach Autographs today he'll be in town on the 24th 6 30 that's a Thursday we're going to do our show live out there as well from the Avenues Mall so you get your tickets at Palm Beach Autographs palmbeachautographs.com we'll be right back
thing up, right? Like, this doesn't happen by accident. I just wish I knew what it was. Like, this is all new, and, and, and really nobody's kind of, nobody's really talking about it when, when you're asking right now. Like, the only theory I can come up with is he's, he's eligible for a contract extension this offseason for the first time. So maybe he heard something from his agent that he didn't like from the team, and that now he's upset. I, I, but again, that's a complete and pure speculation because I don't have uh, hard information on why he would do this. Sometimes this all comes to nothing, but mm. I, I, don't, I don't think he did it by accident. You and I right now, Casey, I was just going down this rabbit hole. That was whoever talking about Kyla Murray, I'm assuming, on the social media front? Yes. That was whoever. You're right. Was that uh, Graziano? It was. Damn it. I'm telling you. Sometimes. Get on a roll. Oh, I could. Uh, what is up with all that stuff? With Kyler Murray? Yeah, but like I DJ Chark did it, but he's a free agent. Well, he's wiping the slate clean. Yeah. But Kyla Murray's not a free agent. Like, what's. Is this a. Who did, we've done this before. Was it Jalen or. Wasn't it Jan? Did Jan do that? Or is it Jan? Maybe that made sense. Like, what does it mean? Probably both. Checkered flags. <laughs> Checkered flag. What does it mean? What's? It's like, to me, you've got grown adults making gazillions of dollars and playing a violent game, and, and it just doesn't feel like those kind of people would be as so petty enough to send a signal through social media. Like, I don't know what it means. I don't know how to well, read it. Yeah, I mean, I think the DJ Chark one is, like, he's going to be a free agent, so... Yeah. I think the Kyler Murray one, there's more to it. I think... Like, I, I remember, like, didn't you, we hear, like, Kyle, or, uh, Kingsbury and they had kind of, like, a, an argument towards the end or something with, with the ownership? With, uh, around was, Kyler? Yeah. No, I don't know if it was around Kyler. Oh, I thought just I, in general? I read that Kingsbury kind of had a little bit of a disagreement with something. Oh, I think I think uh I think something to the like they were like really ticked off at the loss. Like the yeah, way everything yeah. like the way the season ended. I yeah. think there was a little bit on that front. Yeah. But I think Kyle and Murray's thing is more of like some kind of publicity thing. Like I think he's gonna sign some to some big company and it's gonna be like oh, he's doing this now or I don't know. I, I think there's something more to the Kyle and Murray thing than just being bitter over the Cardinals. So so you don't do you think there's any bitterness on the Cardinals front? I mean I think there's bitterness because like they didn't they didn't really achieve expectations, but I don't think Kyler Murray's going anywhere. And who knows? Maybe he's going to MLB. Maybe he's playing baseball. <laughs> yes. What if he does that? No. Do something. That'd be crazy. It'd be a tough way to force your way out of a team that has plenty of weapons. True. We usually don't see that. True. No, I, I just think it's more of some kind of publicity thing. Casey, you're a young guy. Give yep. us your read on the social media stuff. Like, what's your, what's your when you see this, people are talking about it. We're talking about it. It's not new. It's like this new thing, right, that... that this is this didn't happen 20 years ago. It didn't happen 15 years ago. Heck, it hardly happened 10 years ago, even though social media was alive. But it wasn't to this point where you can control narratives and and like you said, spin stuff or maybe even create more promotion, branding awareness, and dollars for you. So, what's your take on it, Casey? Um, yeah, you know, I think it's it's fair. Like, I think it's just like you get fed up with stuff at some time times. Like Instagram. First of all, I should say this. I want to be the guy that figured out that he took all the stuff down. Like, was on his page and was I scrolling. Know, I was I like, wait it. a minute. I know that. Like, oh, do you know, people are obsessed, though, Casey. People are like, oh, look, he's following this team now. Like, people will come out and say, look, you see who's following so-and-so now? All yeah, of a sudden, I don't know. Like, I'm just saying, like, the first that. guy that clicked on his page and was like, wait a minute. Like, it's not oh, like people yeah, are just yeah. sitting there refreshing Kyler Murray's Instagram. Sometimes I wonder if they do. 
But yeah. I get what you're saying. But no, Instagram has this feature where you can archive your photos and you can bring them back and it looks like they were never gone. I've seen, yeah, I've heard about that. And yeah. I've, I've done that with some photos that I don't want on my Instagram anymore and I might bring them back, like, you know. So I, I think it's just kind of like, uh, in, the, in the moment, I'm feeling some type of way. I don't want these out there right there, right now. I'm disappointed, you know, whatever it is. I am starting to wonder a little bit. Like, everything feels so calculated when you're talking about this. Mm-hmm. Like, like in my world, I wouldn't have time to do this. I just don't feel like I'm like, all right, I'm not bothering. Like, what do I even have on my social media? <laughs> you know? I mean, but you, you are on social media a lot, though. I, I know, feel but, like you would do this. But I'm not sure enough to go back and clean up my tweets or something. Uh, of course, that would take I like mean, a, a, a gazillion years. There's so many of them, but... And they I, have people looking for I don't know, for man. I, I feel like if you were in a, in a, like a heated contract negotiation with, like, you know, action sports jacks and everything, I feel like you would all of a sudden delete everything and go dark and, like, have, like, a Drake quote and say, like, doubt me if you will, or, you know, something like that. Like, I, I see you doing that. Oh, that should be pretty fun. I see you doing cool. that. Do you have any contracts coming up that you should? Nah, I just signed one. Aww. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Oh, uh, man, you just gave in, huh? <laughs> I just gave in. You just caved. Uh, those, those are some hefty negotiations behind the scenes. Hey, we didn't see it, we didn't see it on social media, so it must have not been that good. Well, no. So then the next my con- stuff private. The next contract to come up would be... What's up, Casey? For Austin Lane. What's up, Casey? Hey, I'm going to get an Instagram account just to talk about my contract <laughs> negotiations. By the way, I don't have one right I'd now. I'd start with taking that Cupid picture down. Hey. <laughs> Tell you what, man. <laughs> or maybe leave it up. We have uh, we have about a week left of that, and then that picture's coming down. So, once again, it wasn't my choice. Not my issue. I'm just dealing with it. Okay, so here's where my, my mind wanders to. I think with the Aaron Rodgers stuff, with Tom Brady and the way he kind of maneuvered and, and, and was able to control everything coming out of New England to Tampa. Mm-hmm. And even after seasons, you see them control stuff. And, heck, this might have started way back with Brett Favre, just without the social media stuff. But Aaron Rodgers and what he's doing. Uh, Russell Wilson last year being a, a, a subject in the offseason of potential trades. Uh, Deshaun Watson, what he's doing. I just wonder now, is this, like, posturing and positioning by quarterback camps? It is such a valuable position. And when you have a guy that seems to be the guy, like you can just continue to build up the brand, the dollars, the this is all about him, this is everything this guy says is important, your whole organization depends on this guy. And so the more every time I see these things, I feel like it's the beginning of posturing. <sighs> yeah. And, and almost like, like I never thought Russell Wilson was going anywhere last year. Like, I really didn't. I genuinely didn't. I could have been wrong, but I never I never thought he was going anywhere. And now it's going to – I think they've already talked about it, but even less secretly this year where Russell says, hey, yeah, i got to talk to the organization. You know, he hasn't really committed one way or another. But I just think these things now, because that job is so big, that salary is so big, that I feel like there's some calculation, maneuverability in the positioning of all of it, not just for, like, right now, but for, like, next year and two years. And I think you just heard the sound that Kyler Murray's contract's coming up soon. Yeah. And so that starts the process of, all right, let's build, let's get their attention a little bit, right? Yeah. Let's, let's, poke, let's poke the bear a little bit. Like, that's what this feels like to me. You know, like, I always try to relate to the player as much as I can and kind of have the players back. But when it comes to a, and once again, assuming this is posture-driven in terms of Murray trying to set a precedent with the Cardinals, 
it's something that I don't get. You know, like, I, I never understood the whole Yannick Ngakwe checkered flag thing. I, I, I don't understand a lot of when players choose to do this. Because, like, if you want a posture, just tell your agent, tell them, hey, he doesn't want to be here next year. Yeah. So, I mean, th- that's like the ultimate form of posturing. Like, I, I'm trying to picture, like, imagine, imagine, like, if Mac Jones, for whatever reason, he's not going to happen. But imagine, if for whatever reason, the next year, Mac Jones is unhappy, right? And all of a sudden, Mac Jones goes on Instagram and deletes everything. You think, like, the PR person or the Patriots can go to Bill Belichick, like, Bill, uh, so just to so, so let you know, your starting quarterback, Mac Jones, he deleted, like, over 200 uh, of his Instagram photos with the Patriots. Well, you think Bill Belichick, oh, he did? Oh, no. Oh, no. We have to address. You think Bill Belichick's going to, he's going to say, I don't give a damn. Like, either you play for me or not. You know, like. Can I give you a different example? Give me a different example. Over the last 40 days. Yes. If Trevor Lawrence did that. Yes. Well, if Trevor Lawrence did that, see, here's the thing. Because what you're doing is comparing Bill Belichick and the Patriots, but, like, Arizona hasn't been the Patriots, right? Arizona hasn't been, No, but but to me that's more important because it is the Patriots. Like, it it is, like, kind of the gold standard of what you want as an organization. Yeah, so it would be kind of outside of the line a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if Trevor, like, I'm trying to think of what you just gave, the example of Mac, and I kind of get it. It's like, well, you know, how would they react? And and, But if Trevor did that, I think it would grab the attention. It would make the, the... if Trevor had done that two weeks ago, yeah. when everything's hitting the fan and the left which stuff isn't working out and Hackett's got a job and they're resetting the front, like on that weekend, right, where they're like going to get Kevin O'Connell now and yeah. they have to wait two weeks and it's like, it's the ultimate low point in the search where they, they have to now, they forgot the rule or whatever like that. And, and he had done that. I just think everybody in the organization and definitely everybody outside the organization oh, would whoa. be like, whoa. So, no, I mean. The, we got to get our bleep together. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, there'd be new emojis and everything. Like, the, that would be historical and in the worst way possible. But I also think if Trevor would have did, like, yeah, it's one thing if you're Trevor Lawrence and you're, you're fed up and you say, I'm deleting everything. Yeah, we would all take note. We would all break it down. We would all wonder why this is going on. But from Trevor's camp, the more powerful move would be, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's one thing to leave it up to interpretation with people like us, people in the media um, that want to talk about it. But it's another thing. If you're Trevor Lawrence, you look the owner or, or the GM face-to-face and say, hey, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, that, to me, is more powerful. Now, we may not know that's happening in the media, in the national landscape, but they know it's happening. The Jaguars know it's happening. And that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder in this day and age, <laughs> if, if turning the heat up on the public side of things, especially when it's already against you, like yeah. Trevor's situation. But here's the thing with the, the Kyler thing to me, is Kyler has been fantastic at times. Yeah. But has he earned the right to do this kind of stuff? But I just brought I'm, up an example where Trevor wouldn't have been, a, really had earned the right from a playing standpoint dude, to do is, that kind of stuff. This so. is why I can never be a coach, man. By the like, way, yeah, I figured out who saw Kyler Murray delete his posts. Who was it? It was Kingsbury on one of those social media breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be. As he was sitting by the fire. <laughs> the, 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 this is why I can never be head coach, though. It's tough. Because, like, I, there's no, I mean, what's good? I got the players back. You pull this and I'm the head coach? You come to my office and be like, okay, well, make sure you get all the tape photos as well because there's a lot of tape photos out there of you in our jersey, so go ahead and delete those too. Like, I know. go ahead and finish the race then. Yeah. Don't half-ass this thing. That's kind of how I started the segment. It's like you got this sport with the, all this stuff going on. These athletes are high-profile, right? Yeah. They're big machos, and they're like 
they're pulling seventh and eighth grade like junior high girl stuff. Yeah, like it, like that's what's weird to me. So I don't know what it is, but if that's it, it seems so silly. It's just it, it's being. <laughs> hey, we're talking about Kyler Murray right now. You know, it's it's his brand. It's, it's effective. It's that's effective. It's yeah. because they're influencers. Yeah, you know they are. We're just influenced. Gotta, we <laughs> yeah, just gotta sure. pick a player this season who's likely to be unhappy at some point, and we just refresh their Instagram once a day. <laughs> see, what see Kyler, if we can break some I news. like that a lot. What Colin Murray should do at the Pro Bowl was throw his helmet, take off his jersey, and then just, you know, give the deuces. And now we're wondering, and he deleted the Instagram? Like, what's going on here? And he's got a hip-hop music coming out, a new rap album coming out? Okay. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. I think when we went into Baltimore and won the way that we did early in the year, I think we knew that we could be a really good team. You know, early in, early in the year, we weren't super consistent. We had, you know, big wins and bad losses. And, you know, as a young team, sometimes you're going to go through that. You know, we came out the other side, and we've been playing our best football when it mattered most. That is Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. Cards flying off the shelf. Double, triple their value. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Hey, I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot to tell us, we may, or tell you guys, we, as in me, not Joe Burrow, but we made our first sale of a card that we opened on the show. Really? Really? Yep. What did you do? Uh, I believe Austin opened it. Josh Allen die cut out of select. I remember that one. It was a good one. Yes. Somebody bought it. Okay. But above above the details. asking price, or? They, they bidded at what I asked, $4.99. Oh, $4.99? Yes, sir. Nice. So then after eBay fee, here, I can check it for you. So we had to pay about 50 cents to ship it, um, as well as, like, an envelope. But, you know, I already bought the envelope, so it's not a big deal. Uh, top loader, of course, and sleeve. And then as soon as the app loads, we'll let you know the total profit. Was that worth it? I mean, that's how you have to, like, if you're going to sell cards, you have to sell every one in the box. Come on, bro. We have to turn a profit here, man. We got to buy some more cards. Okay. So don't, don't question the, the our, technique here. What I'm, I want to know is should we take the winnings, like if we can sell a little bit, um, and go buy more cards at Tavoli's House of Cards, or should we just put Brent's Wednesday golf picks in a <sighs> Vegas bet? We should definitely do that with your golf picks. Yeah. I mean, I. Th so, by the way, we're looking at a profit of about $4.11 after the stamp. Let's go, let's, go hey. put, let's go and put $2 towards Brent's golf picks and $2 <laughs> towards the Devoli's House of Cards. And, and we'll, 11 we'll cents for charity. Yeah, there you go. Oh, wow. You said that, not me. <laughs> you said, I mean, I, I, thought hey. I, was gonna, I thought we were going to match that. But <laughs> match it. Everybody, Everybody in the room matches that. Towards charity. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yep. We'll have to keep track of this. Yep. I don't know how much I've spent on cards. I have to look that up. Roughly, or more or less than $4.11. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more than likely. Uh, how more. many cards do you have right now on, on eBay selling? Not a ton. Uh, any more that we picked up? That was the only card I listed from what we had we, done. We done, okay. Because I knew Josh Allen cards got super hot there for a second. Mm -hmm. So, like, I sold a bunch of stuff I had. So and then he had already lost, though, when I posted it. But I was like, eh, let's see. Because one sold for, like, three bucks, like, a week before. So I was like, eh, I'll try it at four ninety nine. Someone bid it. Huh. Yep. That's how that happened. That's pretty interesting. I think we're talking about NFT. It's like the NFT. It's literally what an NFT is, but yeah. it's real life. Yeah. Right? We so should just make our NFT. own cards. Make our own card set. All yeah. right, so you want a, you want a million-dollar idea? I'm dead serious. Austin, you're going to laugh. I've come up careful, with many of them. Careful now. the million yet. Ted Lasso cards. <laughs> I'm dead serious. 
Yeah, that's fine. You don't have to be in on the million dollar oh, idea. Hey, 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 that's fine. Cards hey, or like the me. NFT. I'm out. Or NFT. Like if you made like a team set of their team. That'd be good. And then like season one, season two differs a little. Exactly. And then you could do like a the special edition card would be like uh, Jamie Tart on Manchester City. <laughs> yeah. That would be good. Right. Okay. That'd be really good. I'm telling you, it's a good idea. It like, is. I'm, I'm sure it is. Like, we wouldn't have the rights to do that. No, we wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But it's a good idea. That is a good idea. Somebody tell somebody else. I mean, listen. Cut me in on it. I mean, what, then you probably get to the Kevin Costner Yellowstone cards as well. And, and now we're really Actually, talking. Right? Beth would sell like a son of a gun. Oh, yeah? Who is Beth? She's the daughter. Uh, that sounds okay. weird coming out of your mouth, yep. dude. Yep. Yep. Re- rephrase, please. She's an older daughter. Okay. Still don't love it. Yeah, um, I don't like that either, man. She's she's Probably the best. It it's the best role in a in a show in a long time. Well, now I gotta Google it. Beth Yellowstone. Please be ugly, and he's just talking about for the acting. Oh, it is totally about the acting. And and anybody who's seen Yellowstone will agree. So who she, who on the show? You know who she is. Like what her name is? No, I don't, I don't, no, but I've seen her in something. She always plays like the crazy, crazy one. Well, there she is again. She She's gets, crazy in the I show. mean, spoiler. But crazy good, too. Well, apparently uh, gets beat up a little bit. Whoa. Because she got some black eyes in these photos. I, I typed in Beth from Yellowstone, Listen. and it looks like she just went five rounds with Mike Tyson. Just uh, saying. It's tough on Yellowstone. Okay. What, did, did a horse kick her or something? Is <laughs> that no. what happened? Cow, no. Oh, it was a cow, wasn't it? Cow, cow got her. If I guarantee you, if we put a poll out there and said give us the best um, role on Yellowstone, she would win. Okay. Like hands down. I'm just saying from the pictures, it so looks like she's been in a card would be fight, worth a lot. and she looks a little crazy. So anyway, gentlemen, back to the point at hand. We're on the board on the plus side in the cards. Very good. It's what we were starting with, and that's what we're ending well, with. What is the autograph one going for? You? Put that one on, on there yet? We're getting in trouble there. Nope. The Gross Matos? Nope. Nothing? Nothing. <laughs> we need to listen. <laughs> we, have, we have an autograph from him. Yeah. That sells for something. What's our most expensive card value-wise? So isn't it like uh, Burrow or Herbert? We have like an $80 yeah. card? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. It's pretty good. Like, we need to, we need Gross Matos. We need to be good at the sport. You know what I mean? Like, no one's going to buy it. It's not good. <laughs> we need to be good at the sport. So... Uh, I hope next year. Well, back to football. Do, do, do you want me to go on Twitter and start talking smack to him and challenging him? Like, you better step it up this year. If it helps. You suck. Yeah. 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 Okay. We need exactly. your card to be more than 34 cents. Yeah, I got you. We'll be back. Action Sports Jackson, on ESPN 690. Football at 5. What do you think of Mike McCoy? Does it? I got, how important is the QB coach hire here? Talk about it. We come back on ESPN 690.